0: You
1: just gotta press a button for the intro. What it do, fellas? How y'all mm-hmm. doing, man? Mm-hmm. 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 We back, we back for another uh, episode of Fantasy and Session. What is this? Episode eight? Hey eight. Eight, man, we move we rolling along, man. Making this shit a little easy now, bro. All right, so on today's episode, we're going to be talking about our uh, risers and fallers of our rankings. Um, you know, we worked on our rankings about, you know, we started about three months ago. Um, and with that being said, you know, preseason games have started. Um, it's been injuries happening. It's, you know, been moving pieces. So naturally, uh, we're going to have some risers and fallers on our rankings. So we want to talk about a couple of players players um, that's risen and fallen for us. Um, but before we get into that, um, we're going to be talking about some news and notes that's been going on around the league. First one we got is Antonio Brown is back at training camp. Um, he's back with, uh, they say he arrived um, at training camp with his agent, Drew Rosenhaus. He isn't practicing yet, but it does seem like they found a helmet for him. So now we only got to worry about the foot issue. Um, um, everybody that was uh, worried about him in drafts, um, I think that worry can come down a little bit. How y'all feel about that?
0: Uh, lucky you, nigga. That's how I feel.
1: Yeah, yeah. So if y'all know, uh, I drafted him in um, a recent analyst draft that we participated in. He fell all the way to 211, and um, it was a slow draft, so I got to think about it for a little bit, and I was really struggling with it, but uh, had to take that chance, had to get that value up there, and
0: it's looking like it might just pay off for you, boy. So who was you, like, going between A, B, and who? It was A, B,
1: and I was looking at Keenan Allen. Okay. Or I was going to go Aaron Jones because I know my um, co-host, Gabe, over here. Um, you know, that's his boy. So, I knew that if I wasn't going to get Aaron Jones, um, he was going to get him. But I went ahead and took that risk in, uh, in uh, Antonio Brown, and I like him, man. Not bad.
2: Definitely going to take Aaron Jones at every time I can get him.
1: Yeah, I feel you, bro. I feel you. But one question that I, I did want to uh, talk about. Do you uh, have Aaron Jones ahead of Damian Williams? Yes. You do? Yes. Okay. Because yeah. I, I, I still uh, have James Williams ahead of him. So it kind of worked out for me. Because even though I love Aaron Jones, like, Damian Williams is a top, what, 10 back for me. So Actually, the third round was pretty good for me.
0: Ask me again, like, week three, four, once I see, you know, how the, uh, <clears throat> the carries are split between those two back I All right. right. Note it. Note it.
2: All yeah, right. So, Damien uh, Jones, Jones actually done fell out. He done
1: fell in my rankings. Damien Williams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They say he returned to practice today, though. He was running with the one. So, you know, he had that hamstring injury that he was uh, nursing. But uh, he's back out there, and
0: they say he's looking good. Yeah. And Hyde took a seat and running with the two, so. Yeah, back to
1: um, bum bum. Back to being a bum. All right, so next we got uh, the Duke Johnson trade. Um y'all know he's been trying to get a trade out of Cleveland for the longest. Um he got that new agent and it's finally happened. Um he got traded to the Texans. Um uh, so he'll be backing up Lamar Miller. How y'all feeling about that? Uh, meh. Meh. I feel good. like meh. <clears throat> I, don't I don't
2: think know, that man. I don't, I don't know. think I think Duke I I don't think Duke Johnson has any like more fantasy value than he had last year. I mean,
0: That's
2: the question you're asking me. I don't think his I don't think his fantasy just like skyrocketed. Did you think you think his you think his value
1: skyrocketed I don't right. think it skyrocketed? Like, how you feel about him? You liking him? I don't think it skyrocketed, but I do think that he has a shorter route to get that starting job oh, no. than he did in Cleveland. Oh, oh. You know I mean, mean, he, beca- he becomes more of a premium, like not even a handcuff. He has standalone value. But I think that Lamar Miller is. A jag and he's just a guy, so he's gonna, you know, he's what? gonna be all right. No. He is, bro. Like he's led the league in touches for like I'm not led the league in touches, but he's near the top in touches every year, and he's always finished as like a you know middle to low RB two. Yeah, you know know I mean that's a and jag he's, he's missing missing That's touches. in
2: fantasy, but I'm talking about I'm talking about in real life though. They're not gonna
1: fucking start yeah, Duke, I think Johnson Duke Johnson. Over can, the is the a running back. No sir, gas, they. He went to Miami, right? People <laughs> forget that he went to Miami and he handled the load there. He just didn't get used as a workhorse running back, but that doesn't mean to me that he can't be used as a workhorse running back okay. if given the opportunity.
0: So Unless Lamar
2: Miller has heard that, that won't
1: be happening, bro.
0: Nah, but I feel, you. Like I feel you. Uh, Duke Johnson will take a carry to the house before Lamar Miller will. So Duke Johnson will see the field because of his big play potential over Lamar Miller will just get what is there, where Duke Johnson may get a little extra because he's going to break a tackle or something. So Duke Johnson will mm-hmm.
2: get some. Didn't Lamar Miller just have a, like a 70-plus yard touchdown last year? Ooh, wow.
0: Everybody look up on one.
1: I don't, I don't even know. remember that. And let's not forget either that before Deontay Forma hurt his Achilles, that he was trending towards right. being the starter out there. So it is possible for Lamar Miller to get a spot taken. He just didn't have no competition. Now I'm saying he has legit competition back there. The so gap- he, he He's going to have a sh- – like I said, he's just going to have a shorter route to get that starting job locked up. Um, But that's just my opinion. We're going to see how it shakes out. I do know he's in a better situation. I think he's in a better situation than Cleveland um, because you got Kareem Hunt out there. Dontrell Hillier is looking good. So we're going to see, man. Um, So, you know, Theo Already got traded to the Broncos. At first, it was a hit on um, Phillip Lindsey's value and Royce Freeman's value because I think they'll both be used in the past game. Um, But he's been he got hurt in their first preseason game or the second because they played the Hall of Fame. But he got a shoulder fracture, and he's out six to eight weeks. Um, so he's going to miss about the first month of the year. Um, so how y'all feel about that? Does that make you feel a little better about Philip Lindsay's value or what? Uh,
2: uh, 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 first, uh, just let me comment back to what Javar said. It was a 97-yard touchdown. Ooh. Um, <laughs> but, okay. Last year? But, uh, yes. Yes on um, against Miami? November the 26th on Thursday Night Football against the Tennessee Titans. One of the better run defenses in the league. But, Good job, but uh, meh, Miller. <laughs> <laughs> All right, watch. I bet, man, y'all. Bro, I got him. I got man, him in the league, paint. bro. I mean, it, oh, okay. tomorrow, just I don't
1: know, I, I'm objective about it. All
2: right. But, but um, I feel, uh, actually, I feel like that might have been one of the best things that actually happened to uh, Philip Lindsey. Uh, I'm going to say I'm pretty sure he didn't wish injure, injury on nobody, but I'm also pretty sure he didn't wish another pass-catching running back come to the backfield, you know. So I think it's his time now with all this Royce Freeman uh, hoopla going on. He he got to show out. I, st- I still think Philip Lindsey has a considerable amount of value, and I think yeah, the uh, other fantasy community does too.
1: We'll get into that later on when we talk about the preseason. But they both look good out there. Can't even flex. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's all I said. They, they both don't get their touches. But as soon as they signed Theo before I had time, to sit down, process, and think about it, bro. It was hurt. So, yeah. Eh. Bro, he might not make not the sweet. team.
1: Yeah, that's a good point, man, because, you know, he's a veteran. They probably got him for real cheap. And if they're not going to be able to use him for the first month. I, they might not need to hold on to him.
2: I don't so. know if you said it, but he was out six. He's out six to eight weeks, man. He don't. He's not gonna know the. He's not gonna know the offense. He's gonna. I don't know. They might find another rookie that they like in training camp, and they might sign him. So I, I no longer think Theoretic is a problem. I wouldn't
1: be surprised at all. <laughs> um. So another report just coming out today is uh, Mari Cooper has plantar fascia irritation. Um, they say he's missed a week of training camp. No, another injury popping up, man. How y'all feeling about that? Please say that oh, yeah, in the name bro. of that injury one more time for the people well, that are that's your irritation. It's gross. <laughs> I know, bro. <laughs> the, I had to practice it and I still kind of fucked it up a little bit, but I had to practice it in my head a few times for reason. <laughs> he
0: and Cabo with Elliot chilling on the yacht. Should have just let what he right. was, bro. Yeah, so uh, yeah,
1: he's going um right now he's going and Let's see where he's going on draft. He's going at 307, so um. I guess we still have three weeks until the official draft season starts. But if you know the reports are still coming out around draft season, um, would you be comfortable taking them at three oh seven?
0: Um
2: they
1: say
0: Go ahead, Gabe. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I'm always looking at other guys. We already felt like I mean, you already know how I feel on on this guy right here, on Cooper. So I wasn't really checking for him, but as far as they say he's gonna be ready to give it 2 3 weeks hear what would he say if he had pressing looking good he's going to go at 307
1: with the yeah. you're lineup. still going to take him but he'll go at 307 right okay I,
2: they said they said it could be all the way up to like you know what i'm saying a couple of ligaments torn or like you know what i'm saying it could get worse they saying like this like this is just a pre like they don't even know what, like you know what i'm saying the injury this is not the full injury they saying like this is just I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. But they're saying that it could it could it could result in like a tear or something. I'm cool on Amari Cooper at this point, so that would that but be? said insane? it's
1: like a heel bruise. Well, no, 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 That's what the first report was. They were saying, but yeah, actually, yeah, okay.
2: But said y'all, no. it could it could end up in like some kind of a tear or something.
1: It's nasty, bro. Yeah. yeah. So he has to be patient with that shit, man. If he rushes back, then definitely happening. And I don't like receivers with foot injuries, man. Like that mm-hmm. they defeats, they man. So and, and it says and, right here,
2: this there are different levels of the potential injury. There are all the way up to a tear. Mm.
1: Wow.
0: And, and look, so y'all was y'all say he need to create, you know, a little chemistry with that. How does that play in to him and his chemistry with Dak? That's all he was missing last year. That's why he ain't do this. Now he missing time and chemistry with Dak. So that. So that's Definitely. You know what
2: that means, Jabbar? The person that I've been drafting in all my all late in every like draft I could possibly get him in, Michael Gallup.
1: Michael Gallup, yep. yep. They say he's been doing pretty good in camp, too, man. So he could definitely yeah. take that second-year lead. Look
2: out for a breakout second-year.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, another report we got coming out today. The uh, Seahawks offensive coordinator has came out and said that he wants to target Chris Carson – 50 times. Right. I don't know about you guys, but that definitely is yeah. his value for me, man. Um, he wasn't really, uh, I wasn't really giving him a lot of targets. I think he had like 24 last year, so I wasn't, I, I was thinking that I was going to continue. And Rashad Penny takes most of the passing down work, but, but this report coming out, man, it has the, you know, damper your value on Rashad Penny and uh, boost it for Chris Carson. What you think?
0: For sure, man. Uh, I, I want him now. I really didn't really. I was going to pick Carson if he fell in value, but now I draft him at his ADP if he's going to get some more receptions. He is already going to score a lot of touchdowns.
1: Yeah, so you got uh, he's going at 403 <laughs> right around Derrick Henry and Mark Ingram. I think uh, Chris Carson definitely sounds the most appealing out of those three names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, they're basically
2: saying he's a three-down uh, so, back. But my, thi- my thing is, but what does that mean about Sean? Penny though.
1: Are they saying Rashad
2: Penny's not gonna see the field at all? Because we have to think like if if Chris Carson is getting fifty, I had Rashad Penny around fifty. Are they both gonna get fifty? That's a hundred receptions in the backfield.
0: But the thing is, Gabe, you, you got him there. I always had Carson. You
2: know I'm With Carson getting more targets, my thing is is Rashad Penny gonna like where where Rashad Penny targets go? Because I have Rashad Penny at around like fifty-two targets. So if Chris Carson also gets fifty. That puts him at hundred targets in the backfield, and I just don't see Russell Wilson dumping the ball off a hundred times to running backs. So that's that's my thing. I don't know. I, I I think you should increase Chris Carson's targets, but I don't think fifty is a, a real. If, if that's a realistic number, then Rashad Penny is like I think he loses like value. Period. At this point.
1: Yeah, it might just be a little bit of coach speaking there, but it might be you know. He might get a bump in targets. He might not see 50, but he might, I think it's safe to say he, they go, are gonna try to use them a little more in the passing game. So
0: it, it's going somewhere. And you know, yep, that remains it, to be seen it, if they actually
1: do it, but it's out there, man. So keep that in mind when drafting. Um, so coming in next, we got uh the golden tate suspension has um appeal has been denied. So he is gonna go ahead and serve that four game suspension that uh Go ahead and confirms what we were saying about Evan Ingram is, which is he's going to get lots a lot of volume in the first four games. Um, got the all these injuries, and now you got another uh, one of the you know receivers that was um, projected to be up there in targets. Uh, he's going to miss the first four games. So, how you feeling about Evan Ingram now, guys? Uh,
0: yeah. I mean, they you know brought me on to Ingram, and while I'm bringing this up. So this is important fantasy world. So, me and Gay was in an argument because he took Ingram like in the fifth round, was it? Or something? Yeah. It was in an argument. I was like, man, he's on this horrible team. He got Saquon and Ingram sidetracked real quick on this horrible team. I don't know why you got him. And he was like, they're going to get all the volume. When the team are similar, closer like this without Odell, Ingram went off his rookie year. And I looked at the numbers and I had to come around and be like, you're right. I got to be higher on that. And I'm just saying that out there, fantasy world. When you're big or low on a player, somebody come out and tell you someone on a player and bring light to it. You know, even though we still love to be right, if you want to become a, a, a better fantasy player or draft better, you got to intake all the information you get, some of it, even if it's, you know, devaluing your argument. And sometimes you just get like, you know what, you write. And I just want to bring that in. That was a prime example. I was just like, you know, if you write on Ingram, I got to think more about Ingram. If Ingram there... In the fifth, sixth, I might
2: have to snag him now. Oh man, I hope you're recording. That was very, very that, was really that was really touching. You recording yeah, this? We got this. We got this recorded, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, man. But you know, and and he he made a great point, man. Like when you're doing this fantasy, if you want to be a fan, a great fantasy player, man, you have to be objective. You know, it's not about what you think; it's about what the coaches think, and it's about what the stats say. And...
0: Right. So it's everybody, true. You
1: have an opinion, but once you look at the facts, you have to you know, switch your opinion if needed.
0: Yeah, everybody research different, do re- different research, and have different facts that they come at you with. So take it all in. Yes. Yeah, so so games like so yeah, just yeah.
2: want to know what the fact was is like I said before in the tight end episode, tight ends that get ninety plus targets are going to be tight end ones.
1: Yep. Yeah, definitely. Man, definitely. I will say, though, man, it seems like, you know, when a a tight end is getting targeted a lot, um, the running back doesn't get targeted a lot and vice versa. So, with Saquon Barkley being out there and Evan Ingram, um, do you see that kind of, you know, playing a part in that situation? Or do you think that they don't have enough pieces out there anyway, so they're going to have to target both of
2: them? Well, I I think that definitely Saquon's targets come down from last year. Mm Mm-hmm. Just a little bit, but Saquon is Barry Sanders, so I don't I don't give a fuck what nobody thinks about he's Saquon. He's
1: a fucking monster, bro. I
2: don't care if, if the, he was just the offensive line, Eli Manning and Saquon. Yeah, he's i find a fine way. Saquon on my team
0: to make you feel better, Gabe. I read somewhere it might have been today where they they plan on using Ingram as the big play receiver, downfield receiver. So mm-hmm. if that's the case. He won't be taking many away from Barkley.
1: Yeah, Ingram is basically a receiver and a tight end's body. So yeah.
0: yeah. Thank, thank, dude, and uh, KC. Yeah, Kelsey. I don't
2: the, I told you he finished as a top five tight end before I seen it before, so I, I know
1: I know what's coming. Oh. yeah, I think you actually traded him to me that year, his rookie year. You know, I remember all the trades, bro. I definitely remember oh, from here yes, So one more piece of news. I got uh, we got McKinnon. Suffering another setback. You know, he started a training camp on Pup. Um, he came back, but they're saying that that knee flared up again and just going to put him back on the shelf. Can't put him back on the Pup, so they pretty much just have to, like, just let him be injured. Um, so that's further just, you know, sinks his value um, and further boosts uh, Tevin Coleman's value, who now can be a value also in – uh, drafts because he's going in the fifth round, I believe. He's going at 506. What do you guys think about that?
2: Man, I'm going to tell you, I don't, I, I think Tevin Coleman is going to be Tevin Coleman in Kyle Shanahan's offense. And I think hot take, maybe Matt Burita is going to be Devontae Freeman. Ooh. Bruh. Bruh. I can see it. I can see it, man. But why I don't would, think it's they tevin coleman, It's the it's the the, the 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 founder of the tevin coleman and devante freeman that everybody is trying to mimic right now. Yeah Coleman is gonna be in
1: the Tevin Coleman role. <laughs>
2: exactly. Well he signed Tevin Coleman because he knows Tevin Coleman. We seen last year Tevin Coleman had the, the, the path to be the number one RB. You know what I'm saying? Devontae Freeman was out. He showed that he couldn't do it, he was on a, a top scoring offense. With the Falcons, I think we, the Falcons were the top five offense last year. He didn't do it. He showed you that he couldn't do it. So he he is best reserved as Tevin Coleman. I don't know how many times people need to get burnt before they take their hand out the fire. We've seen Matt Burita last year. and I feel like Matt Burita is the real value in that backfield.
1: Matt. You know, you might be on to something, Gabe. You might be on to something, man, because when it. you look at Matt Burita play, man, like that dude is a beast. Like he's one of the smaller backs, it seems like, but he runs with power. Mm-hmm. Has great vision. Um, great job, breaks those long part. runs That's,
0: out, bro. That's my breakout player, bro. Can y'all let me do my job and please?
1: Yeah. Hey, I mean, I'm sorry, bro. You know, I just had to tell, What you, what you, how you feel about this, Javar? My fault, bro,
0: Once I heard it, I was like, Oh, we doing, we doing risers. <sighs> I need to add bread on that. So, everybody, I'm doing bread today. Rid of the water filter. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Carlos is about to go on a rant about him. Carlos always loved this guy even before a lot of people got on to him. So yeah. oh, him you, already you already know,
1: you already know who had him on the squad, the squad last year.
0: Yeah, I got on Brita because of Carlos. You know, he talked him up a little. bit. I even picked him up. And bro came through. He's a legit runner. He knows how he knows how to run that football. And with McKinnon out, it's gonna be a one-two punch, like Dave said. And you got the head the uh, head coach who does well with running backs. And a, and a key receiver out there on the field. He got everything similar to the Falcons. Not as great as for talent, but he got key pieces, so why
1: not? Now, this is crazy, man. This is one of the backfields that people were trying, you know, staying away from in the beginning of the offseason uh, because it has so many people back there, man. But it's looking like it's clearing up, man. So got two two legit runners. It, it might it sounds way more appealing than it did a month ago, so. Definitely.
2: Nice. I still think according to – I'm looking right now. According to Fantasy Football Calculator, Burita might still be going around the eighth.
0: He might go later than that. Well, later. in the draft we just took, I can let you. I took
1: He's it. going at
2: eleven o three. Oh wait, wait! We don't want to kill Jabbar's fucking thing. Stop! All right, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: no, no. Yeah. So, moving on. We have finally seen some football, fellas. Yep, yep, week one yep. of the preseason is in the books. You know, a lot of starters didn't play a lot, but it's okay. We just wanted to see some football out there, man. How y'all feeling, man? Are we almost here. We are yeah. almost here. The shit is about to get real. The shit is about to hit the fan.
2: We should see a lot, lot more. Well, not maybe not a lot more, but at least maybe two, two, three possessions possessions from the starters this week, uh, week number two.
1: Well, oh, and then week three you had the I think they played like three quarters. That's just yeah, pretty yeah cool. first. Yes, sir, man. So uh hey. let's run through some of the takeaways that we got from the uh games. Um had the coach play the Bills. But you know, I wanted to look for is how they deployed the backfield. So with this, you know, Bills is another one of those backfields that got a lot of running backs. Um so Gore did get the start. The old ass gore, 37, they got to just won't give up. Um, he did get the start, man. But uh, Singletary, when he got in, man, he looked pretty good, man. So he had uh, nine rushes for 27 yards and three catches for 21, man. So he showed great contact balance. He was breaking tackles, um, great hands. And I'm, I don't know, man. I could see definitely see a situation like towards the middle of the year. He could be one of those buy low candidates. What y'all think?
0: Yeah, even yeah, of course he buy low. He can get forks into action even earlier if McCoy is exited.
1: Yeah, well, I could see somebody, you know, getting traded or cut in that backfield still. Probably McCoy. He said that it was, you know, he was told that uh, he's still the guy out there. But who told him that, bro? Like, you got reports coming out about Singletary (laughs) and sources. And McCoy was just like, yo, hold up, bro. I've been told, like, bro, like, I don't know about that, bro. Who told your ass? Because it ain't really looking like that, bro. (laughs) You don't think so? I
0: don't
1: know. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm just trolling, man, but. Definitely, I mean, he's the guy, the name that stands out to me. Him or Yeldon, I think are the two choices
0: for sure. Well,
2: Yeldon fumbled the ball, so
1: he He, didn't look too good out there. He he was running with the backup, so he's and they didn't sign him for a lot, so they're not gonna really cause much to cut him. So it's either I think I think it's between him or McCoy. What about Frank Gore? Where he at? Is he still on the team? He started. Did he? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He led him, and I mean. If you're this old and you're still playing, like I feel like you're gonna play for a reason. So, you know, they probably guaranteed that this guy is gonna like get a certain amount of touches or some shit. So he's gonna be a part, he's gonna be a thorn in the side of all the whoever's the you know, guy out there that people want, but he's gonna be out there, man.
2: The guy that
1: people want is the great white hope. Yes, sir. That was the next guy I wanted to talk about. How you how you felt about that game, man?
2: I don't care about preseason because they're not Doing nothing that they're gonna do in the regular season. But
1: I don't, you know what I'm saying? I can't. Oh, I want to see. I that, see, Josh no, 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 Definitely sell that bitch a couple times. I think he's gonna do that in the regular season. <laughs> like you said on the last episode, he throws the ball hard and far, and that's definitely yeah. what he was doing in this game, bro. Oh,
2: that's cool. Oh, Listen, but-
1: I mean, they're running vanilla
2: offenses right now. the The defenses know that they're sending mad blitzes. You know what I'm saying? They're they're, they're not game plan for this, so they're. This is the first time they're going against another offense. I mean, another defense in, in a live environment. I don't expect it to be nothing crazy. You know, what I'm saying nothing like out out of the mind. I know what he's gonna do, so I'm not scared.
0: Okay, okay. You count on them rushes. You better hope them rushes is there. Cause if he if he ain't rushing, you ain't getting nothing.
1: They don't call him the stallion for nothing, bruh. He gonna rush. Okay.
2: Run. <laughs> he ain't gonna do nothing, he's gonna run. That's what I said. If if he not running, that's because he's became a better passer. I told Carlos that passer. Yeah, yeah.
1: We're gonna see, man. From what I saw, man, he looked just he looked about the same as last year, man. He made a couple good throws, but it was just a couple throws where it was just kind of just off, bro. Like he threw a pass to Zay Jones and it was a I uh, I think a curl route and he like threw that shit to the floor and it was just like okay. But uh, like you said, that floor is going to be there, man. If he runs, it's hard to bust as a quarterback. in oh. Fantasy, pause. Yeah, but it's just hard to do that if you rush. So uh, moving on, uh, we got the Jets versus Giants. Um, Daniel Jones looked way better than I expected. He looked amazing. He was five for five, 67 yards and a touchdown. I think Eli got to start out there and he went three and out. So, you know, the New York Giants, that's Fans, that's all they wanted to see, probably. They probably want Daniel Jones to start now.
2: No, because if you went out there, if you looked, uh, when Eli Manning went out there, they ran the ball uh, the first two times, and then they just threw it on third down. So when Daniel Jones actually came back out there on offense, they ran a lot of play actions, and that's how Daniel Jones got a lot of his receivers open. Now, his ball placement was amazing, though. He was putting the ball exactly where it needed to be, and he did yeah. drop his team down the field. He looked amazing. I think he, he looked the best. Like, out
1: of the quarterbacks. yeah, Yeah. He looked – like I said, I was not expecting him to look that good. And that just goes to show that you can't really – you know, Twitter, man, it's a lot of trolls out there, bro. And it it wasn't smart for them to take him that early because they had, like, the number 17 overall pick. Um, But you would have thought that this guy was a straight-up bum the way he was getting flamed on Twitter, man. But he definitely looked better than expected to me, man. Uh, uh, And I think that kind of boost – it will boost – I think he's better than Eli, man. So, uh, who ain't better than Eli? Eli I Eli's more experienced, man. He knows the offense. But in terms of just elevating the fantasy players around him, Daniel Jones is definitely
2: man. They're not thinking about fantasy. They thinking about the, the. I know, but I'm always. About <laughs> they're gonna <laughs> let they're gonna let Daniel Jones sit on the bench and learn from Eli Manning. They're not gonna rush him. They know what they got clearly. Really, they really like, they, they took him high because. Somebody was going to get him. They're not just, I don't think they're just going to, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think they would have just went and got him for no reason. I don't think it they would have been there. When so. was
0: the next pick again? Wasn't it like, they ain't have one in the first no more. It was in the second again. So. No, they
2: picked number 17
0: in the first. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, they shouldn't. I don't know about that one. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I would have really traded no, trade back, trade back to 10 or something with somebody. They know something we don't
2: know. Clearly, yeah.
0: he went to Manning counts. The Manning was like, "Hey, bro, you know they got down. Look, cousin, got down. Who, who got down? Hey, yeah. look where yeah. he is. number four. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, yep. Um, so um, with that being, well, Gabe, you said that uh, you don't think they going to rush him, and I agree with that. But do you see him taking you know the field as a starter at some point this year, or maybe they start mm-hmm. off slow or they go For through sure. like a rough
0: stretch? They, Carlos, did you say if they start off slow? Come
1: on, man. Yeah, so well, when
0: they start, when off, they start slowly, off slow. Eventually, they're going to be like, all right, Eli, no. you know what I'm saying? You're going to retire. We're going to let you start the first quarter a game or something. Maybe if that. But, bro, going to come out
2: and play, bro. They have nothing but... And y'all seen what happened when they tried to put Eli Man on the bitch the first time. Eli Man, and unless things go like... wrong, I'm talking about like... 2 and 14, like nobody like nobody in the Giants organization is expecting them to be like in the playoffs this year. You know what I'm saying? They're just Except saying. Except Gettleman like, and his clueless cool as ass. That would be crazy. They're, I mean, I'm pretty sure he sees the field maybe like toward the end, maybe in like some backup like wash games. But I don't think he, I don't think, there's no, I, man, they almost caused anarchy when they bitch Eli the first time. And he was, yeah, but that, was
1: that, that was when they didn't have a first round pick behind Eli. Right.
2: They got so. the yeah, two got. That is also very true. How now, if Daniel Jones comes out here and have two more of them games like he had uh, last week, now then we might be talking about something. You know what I mean?
0: Just, Just think about it. Mind, man. Luck un- luck unassed Eli. I mean Peyton out of the Colts and got them, let's call it unassed uh Brett Farr. Rodgers unassed far Brett Favre out of got down Green Bay. So it happens, and Eli is not a damn far or his brother. Brett Favre. Uh, but, yeah, so we
1: had uh, Sam Darno on the other side just real quick. Um, he started – he went four for five, 68 yards in the touchdown. He had an almost interception for his first attempt, but he looked just as crisp as anybody else too, man.
0: So he's going super late in drafts. He
1: If he keeps this up throughout the preseason, he could be a nice little surprise too, man.
0: But take Carlos, that's why they got Le'Veon Bell. He's going to take a lot off, off of him and make his reads easier, you know, simpler. Hey, yeah, just dump it uh, all on Le'Veon Bell.
1: You're going to have to because that fucking O line is still not good. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. You got anything on that, Gabe, or we moving on?
2: No, we can move on. All
1: right, so next game I got was the Browns versus Redskins. Um. So. The Browns did a little interesting thing is they had the starters out there, but they told the Redskins that they were going to run the two-minute drill out there. And even with them knowing that shit, Baker Mayfield still torched their ass, bruh. Like, that dude looks great. Um, he was five or six 77 yards, and a sick-ass touchdown to Rashad where he, uh, Higgins where he dropped it over, dude. Nice-ass touch pass. Um, so he's looking great as we thought. Um you got Chubb and Hillier out there. Chubb looked great again. He was out there breaking tackles again. And Hillier, who replaced, you know, they said he's going to replace the Duke Johnson role. He looked pretty good out there, too. He got yeah. two great catches out there. Um, I kind of see why they traded Duke Johnson now, if he, you know, continues to look that good throughout the preseason.
0: It's it's it's, it's if he's out, to say for Cleveland, things are looking sunny. So, you know, congrats. Yeah, they finally
1: here, man. They finally here. They anything less than a playoffs this year is definitely disappointing for them. Now it's crazy to say that shit, but here we are.
2: Yeah, I think uh, Hilliard should be a late round flyer at this point.
1: Yeah, man, he he looked good, bro. I
2: tried to pick him up on both the waiver wires, and he
1: was already gone. I had him too. I had him like when the report first came out, bro. That. Gotta be here might make Duke Johnson expendable. This came out like two months ago. I picked him up, but he wasn't traded. I dropped his ass, and he's now on not on my team anymore. I got him (laughs) in one league, though. I did get him in one league. Uh so moving on to ATL versus Miami. Um, you know, we have reports of Kalen Balaj getting the starter's reps. Um he didn't get the starters reps. Um King I Drake got that. Had four rushes, looked pretty good on one of them. I think they only played like four snaps. And then uh, Kalen Blige came in there with the twos. Had a nice run, 16-yard run. Um, But besides that, man, he didn't look too good to me. Uh, Did y'all guys watch that?
2: Yeah, I think he had Josh Rosen playing as as his quarterback, and he didn't look too good either.
1: Yeah, he did.
2: the The offensive line, the ones are not that good for the Dolphins. So imagine playing behind the twos. Um, that I just I think that just wasn't a good depiction of what but what, what the actual office is gonna look like. And we had the news today. I don't know if you mentioned it. Uh, that Keon Drake, li- uh, Keon Drake
1: limped off the field today at practice. It was no, I did see that. that. I did see that. I acted like I didn't see it, but I did see it.
0: It was not <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, fuck, man. Like, like I read a, a guy one update that like, oh, everything's good. He's back on the field, guys. I'm like, wait. He went off the field. Yeah, I didn't even know he went off the field. What the
2: fuck? We're Who said he went him? back on the field? Who said he went back on the field?
0: That was the update. Said they said everything's cool, guys. Uh, mm-hmm. guy back on the field. Was like, wait, he went off the field. So yeah, that was yeah. I never got an update that he went off. So yeah. Um, funny. Preston Williams is another name to watch. Um, in he Dynasty
1: has- anyway, I don't know about redraft, but definitely keep an eye on him in Dynasty, man. He made Josh Rosen look better than he was right. out there. He, he made does- like. Three box. crazy catches, bro. And yeah. he's been getting reports out of camp. Just definitely keep an eye on him, man. He might be good. Um, how y'all feel about Levine spending $25 on him, though? I don't know if he's <laughs> going to
0: be that good. <laughs> I, like, I like, bro, but then I was like, Miami. And then uh, news came out with, uh, what's the dude from uh, Johnson from uh, Arizona? coming going to be the third receiver. So I was That's like, right. well, he's playing right now in they offense. Could be better than Miami, so I had to go with him. But yeah, uh, Wilson—he pinpoints that ball and he go get it. And uh, that—that—that's just, you know, all study shows. If you pinpoint and go get that ball, you're gonna be a red zone guy. So twenty five dollars yeah. might be worth it down the line if Brooke getting like seven touchdowns a year because they're gonna utilize him so. in the red zone. Yeah, he could have good. got him
2: like way cheaper because I was the next highest bid. I only put in like three dollars, I think. <laughs>
0: Me too, bro.
1: Like I put in like I think a dollar, bro, and I felt like I should have did a zero dollar bid. Dude, I, mean, I was like, man, I, man. I was like,
2: people make fun of me when they say I put in three dollars. <laughs> <laughs> that was way too low, bro. I said, damn, I put in twenty five. I said, Jeez, bro, I don't want that. Man, that man. Man.
1: Talk about not getting <laughs> too hype on a preseason. Shit.
2: We gotta have an episode to talk about like how to spend fab because I think if you spend twenty five dollars on a player, that's twenty five percent of your fab, man. You gotta put that. Shit, he, he need to be in your starter. You need to be able to start him.
1: Exactly, exactly. All right, but you know you can trade for Fab too, so he might just need yeah. to include some Fab in any of his future deals. Cause... Yeah. Um. So, moving on, we got the Titans versus Eagles. Uh, I really didn't have too much on the Titans. Um, uh, you, uh, you got uh, Mariota started, completed four passes, but they all were to Adam Humphreys.
0: Oh yes, yeah. so it is something to watch. She do got that that inky rubber band arm. So yeah,
1: it. but you know AJ and Corey Davis wasn't playing, so that could have something to do with it. I don't know if Delaney Walker was playing. Do y'all know if he was playing or not?
0: I mean, no,
1: he, if he, was, if he was playing. Fire everybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he just came back from injury. I forgot about that. Um, but on the Eagles side, we had uh, you know, another backfield uh, you know, monitor. We got uh, Jordan Howard. He got to start. And we had uh, Miles Sanders come in and uh, get the – I think he worked with the starters, but he got a lot more run into the game, you know, rookie, so, you know, he's going to get more work. But Miles Sanders looked pretty good too, man. How you feel about him, Javar? I know that's your boy.
0: I mean, he only got a couple touches. Uh, what, what what the beat writers been saying about him, you know, kind of came through to through tuition. But uh, other than that, you know, I'm just waiting to see more. He, he looks good, and uh, hopefully he'll be – Running back number one for
1: that team. Yeah. So he's going in the sixth round, 606 right now, right around Keon Drake. Uh, Gabe, who would you rather take at that spot? I
2: would like Keon Drake because Keon Drake is going to be a starter. I think the ADP is way too hot for Miles um, Sanders. Sanders right now. Um, maybe, maybe if it was in a dynasty, but for redraft leagues, if you're taking him in the sixth round, that's like prime RB two position right there. And I don't think he's going to see the field enough to impact your your lineup enough to be a consistent RB two for you. But maybe not the beginning of the year, but maybe toward like the end of the year. So I don't think you should. I think you I think you draft him at his ceiling right now. Like if you drafting him in the sixth round,
1: mm-hmm. I don't feel comfortable drafting him that high. Okay. Okay. That's very, that's actually a real tough, tough situation for me, man. Cause I am high on Keon Drake, but I do know that Miles Sanders can be a beast if he's given the touches, but that's never really happened in that Eagles backfield. Um, So,
2: and they play that RBC. Yeah. They they are the RBCU.
1: Yeah. Even mm-hmm. though Miles Sanders is projected to lead them in touches by the end of the year, he's not going to start the year off like that. Keon Drake mm-hmm. is going to start the year. So I think I might go with Keon Drake right there.
0: We yeah, got four to go all see what what's going to happen, but also you have to know how many times Miami going to score touchdowns versus how many times Philly going to score touchdowns.
1: And but is Miles Sanders going to be in the goal line? Yeah. In the goal line, He's definitely not going to be in on the goal line. That's
0: what, that's what we're going to see. And if it's if it's if it's whoever in right now get the touchdown, then you got to get Miles Sanders the bump because. That means no. how, how the goal no. line, it's just whoever is in on his drive with this touchdown. So. Jordan Howard is a monster. He looks like Hulk. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Let, let's, you're going too far. He, he's, he's a decent back that you put back there to run downhill, and you don't ask him to do nothing extra. He going to get. So
2: why would you put in a smaller mile Sanders on the goal line? He breaks, he breaks tackles. He creates. He has on the goal line. We're, not, we're talking about the goal line that we're talking about right now. You said the goal line.
0: But if if, if Sanders, that's what I say, you're going to see in weeks, if Sanders is not lacking in the goal line, why take him off the field? You only take people off the field at the goal line if they lack it.
2: But he's got to be on the field. And that's what, if Jordan, why would they take Jordan Howard uh, off the field? When they get into like a ten zone situation.
0: Because because they don't they just made a plate and they're they're in motion. They're not like just got down there and it's third down, they calling plays, they going down there and they just made a plate. What what do you mean? So they get down there in a the ten, they just go Howard come in, Sanders come out. That's only if Sanders is not a good goal line back. So or it could just
1: be they, they have defined roles for, you know, how they wanna deploy their backfield and to start the year off, I could definitely see a situation where Howard is the goal line back. If he uh, if Miles Sanders gets the job as the year goes on and becomes that workhorse for them, then he'll probably get that girl goal line work towards the end of the year. But to start the year off, I definitely I think it's a big possibility that Jordan Howard is going to be the goal line back and get mm-hmm. the short yardage situation. Um, but no man, I don't know. That's that's
0: good. Good. Uh, he
1: needs to be going. He needs to be going higher than six. In the sixth round, if he's definitely going
0: to get the goal line work. No, I, I mean, exactly. like think you know how your team is drafted. So if you set up, you already got two starters. That's two star running backs, and you just need like flex play to somebody who has more upside that you can wait on a little bit in the end of the year. Yeah, but if you need somebody to plug in to get you some points, that's and the sixth uh, round, then I can kind of feel the sixth round. I mean, if you have two star backs like CMC and, well, a star back and a good bet like Aaron Jones or Karen Johnson, that's your one-two punch. Then, you know, get Miles Sanders. I go for the more of the upside there. I feel like during playoffs, he's going to have more of the upside. He's be in a better offense. That's how I feel, where Drake going to be in that poor offense. So there's going to be weeks, you know, where he really just nothing. Or, yeah, that's,
1: you know, that's a good point, man. Depends how you, how your roster is constructed. I could definitely get down with that. And I can not say, you know, I made the notes on that little draft that we did, and it does seem like that running back value dries up a lot after round six. So, Miles Sanders is probably going to be the best, like, upside, like, pick in that round. So, if you do wait a little bit on I, running I, back. I
0: disagree.
2: Answer this, answer this, Carlos. Would you rather Miles Sanders or Latavius Murray? I would rather. They're both in have,
1: similar positions.
2: they who would you rather have on your team?
1: But Latavius Murray is going around later than Miles. Exactly.
2: Then. So why would you reach, why would you go get Miles in round six when you can have Latavius Murray in round seven?
1: Because I think Miles Sanders has the, the capability uh-huh. to be the workhorse running back. Like, I think down, you know, in if, it, if, if the season's if over, I think he's going to be the workhorse out there. And I don't think pay, Latavius pay pay Murray will round. ever be the workhorse unless uh, Kamara gets hurt. The
2: six I said the six-round price for Sanders. You think
1: that's oh, bad yeah, I think that's, a, that's why I would or take you him, six him over I think I would take him over. I don't think – I don't really don't think that's his ceiling. Um, Like I said, if he does become that goal line work and, you know, becomes the workhorse for them, then I think that's a value there. I don't think he's going to start off as the value. So you're going to have to, like, eat some of those weeks, but you just got to be patient with him.
0: Right. Right. we'll see All
1: right. but then again this comes down to roster construction bro like if I have two high upside backs already then I wouldn't mind taking Latavius Murray but if I got a, you know my RB2 is like a floor player like Labar Miller or something then I wouldn't mind taking Miles Sanders right there to have that upside
2: Well, then what does your wide receivers look like if you got two high upside running backs
1: my, upside, my wide receivers going to be straight bro because you know I'm a beast man. it's
0: so many uh, now you're a wide receiver you should be really worried about your running backs this year in this draft yeah, because you can play stupid. No, nah, but yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see, man. We'll see. I
1: This is a great discussion, though. This is a great discussion, man. But we got to move on, fellas. Yeah, we do. All right, so uh, we got the Panthers and Bears. Mike Davis got to start. It seems like they're giving all the veterans to start. And we got the, Montgomery came in, and he worked a little bit with the first team, uh, worked more with the second team. But he looked great. Yeah. He looked better than Miles Sanders to me. Uh, he, yeah. had, he got vision. God. This dude is has agility. His hands are great, bro. He is going to be a beast in this league. He does have some of the same concerns as Miles Sanders, though, because, like I said, Mike Davis got to start. So how do y'all see that backfield playing out? How do you feel about it, Gabe? Let's start with you.
2: I feel like Mike Davis loses his job before... Uh, Jordan Howard, because Jordan Howard is in a, like an actual RBC, and we know that's going to be a RBC. And I think David Montgomery actually sees the field before uh, Miles Sanders in a full capacity, like lead role, because he's been beasting in like training camp. He's been beasting on the field in preseason. We just looked; his ADP has shot up to three eleven right now. 311. Woo. Mm-hmm. I mean, I
1: three eleven. Preseason hype uh, is real. Yes. Like, will you pay that much for David Montgomery right now? I mean, a great question, man. He's going right around Stephon Diggs, man. So that is awful. that Let whoa, 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 you whoa. know you're going to be like, who's going to be around him?
0: I mean, but after Stephon Diggs, you know, you got like Marlon Mack, Josh Jacobs, Ingram, Montgomery, Edelman, and Carson. So I'd probably take Carson before him. Then I might, if i don't, if you're not high on Ingram, I could see Montgomery going around there. So maybe it's possible.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm off him personally. If he stays at 311, I'm not. I don't want him yeah. in the third round. I don't if, um, know. Let me let me see. Let me
0: see fourth.
2: fourth. So if let if, me see some more. Let me let me see some more. Uh, David Montgomery eating up these NFL like linebackers, like in uh preseason games. I'm, I I might.
1: Yeah, and I do might, agree with you. I do agree with you. I think that if he does continue to show like he's been doing, that he will start the season as the starter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think the same can be said by my for Miles Sanders, and the ADP reflects that. So, you know, just keep that in mind.
0: And he is in a high-powering offense, Carlos. So, taking him at three, and he's that guy in that high-powering offense that's going to score and go to run behind that great defense might not be a bad idea at all.
1: I feel you, man. I just got, you know, Devon, I just got uh, Damian Williams in the third round. Uh, Gabe was drafting on a turn in this last draft, so he pretty much got Aaron Jones in the third round. I just think it's a little more upside in the third round for me to want him there. I yeah. would love to get him in the fourth, so hopefully uh, we get a report saying Mike Davis is still going to be the starter or something, just so I can get him down there in the fourth
2: if, round. If I'm going to draft him in the third round, you'd have to be—you have to be locked in at 200 plus carries, like exactly. locked 200 in. 200 plus and carries
1: I and mean, some targets. And some
2: targets. I know he's going to target. get the targets. I think the targets. But I think the, I think now, now that we think about it, I think his targets are capped off by. Um, Tariq uh, Cohen. So that no, nah, I'm not drafting him in the third yeah, round at I'm all. Off him. Nah, I'm off him. How about you? He's Jordan? no longer a value uh, for me. Uh, I mean, i
0: I might cons I might consider it if uh, you know three eleven early four two maybe according to how my team is constructed. You know,
2: I can get Carson. I can get Chris Carson in the fourth. I can mm-hmm. get Sony Michelle in like the fifth.
0: Cool. Or really, it's according to like if if this a the draft, the way the draft going, and people taking running backs heavy, you might have to pay that ticket for them. Really, if, if a, a lot of running backs going.
1: Yeah, yep.
0: uh, I'm gonna
2: get that value. Oh yeah,
1: definitely get the value, man. Never, never reach, always teach.
0: So, uh, moving I, I, I on. Like, uh, Carlos, quick, quick question: The okay. year you took Hunt, didn't you take him in the third round.
1: Yes, I did. Yes, I and did. I he was already to clear cut starter though when I did that he's already clear I mean, cut starter
0: a couple weeks if he if he clear cut starter in a couple what? weeks we got a couple weeks if he'd clear cut starter and if co- he's
1: a clear cut starter but then again Kareem Hunt didn't have Tariq Cohen out there catching yeah. passes you know so I I think I had- Tariq Cohen will be used in the same you know in the same formation as uh the Montgomery but as long as he's there that caps his upside cuz he's going to be the main passing now back i believe
2: Absolutely. If I have to draft today, I'm not taking him in the third round. Yeah. Like the draft was today,
0: just,
1: I'm not taking him.
2: Yeah,
0: I just saw that. I thought he was in the fourth round, so that's that's wild, man. And but I, like, linked with the amateur analyst, he went like four two.
1: Yeah, so that's that's about a right right around where I would want him. So I don't I don't that's,
0: like it. That's three spots away from
1: three left. But moving on to the Chargers and Cardinals, you know we got the Melvin Gordon holdout situation still pending. Uh, with that being said, they had a. Uh, Eckler and Justin Jackson out there and I Eckler looked pretty good. Um, Justin Jackson looked pretty good too. Um, how you' guys feel about that? Would you feel a little more comfortable going with those guys if Marvin uh, Melvin Gordon holds out?
2: Well, I'm off the whole San Diego backfield. Um, unless the uh, Jackson. Unless Jackson. Yeah, man. I still have a little share in Justin Jackson. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm all down for Justin Jackson getting the uh, lead shares in the backfield. I feel like he's the better running back than uh, Adam Eckler. And I feel like the cream rises to the top. So, eventually, we'll see that. And hopefully, he's starting by the end of the year. I don't think Melvin Gordon is coming back, ladies and gentlemen. You
1: guys ever get like more optimistic, though, when you have that handcuff that has a chance to get that starting role Yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't think Melvin Gordon coming back, but I feel like <laughs> Javar right here, Javar is going to think Melvin is coming back. Go ahead, Javar.
0: No, nah, I mean, I just – to start off with Eckler and Jackson, I feel like, you know, the football team views Eckler as a more versatile back, you know, so when he's in, he's more versatile and bring more havoc on the defense. So with that said, I think he's more of the guy to have in fantasy because he's going to be utilized in more different ways. And, of course, catching passes is king. So with him catching passes, I feel like they get him just a tad not when Justin Jackson if Gordon sit out. And with the Melvin Gordon news, man, really, he got his contract signed. So he basically has to pull an Antonio Galloway comes with week seven or so and be on the team and, and play those weeks to play out his contract because he signed a contract. So if he doesn't come and play this year, he's going to be in the same position and in, in the same contract next year. So, you know, either either they work out a deal and sign, they want to sign 10 mil, they they come somewhere close. He wants 13 mil, they come somewhere in between that range. It could work out. Before we know it, it's just 3000000 million. I'm saying that, like, I got $3 million to go around, but it's just $3 million
1: difference, So Yeah, so, so you're like, please come back, bro. <laughs> Don't, <be doing laughs> this to me. Don't do this to me. Look, uh, AB came back. Now, Gordon, you like, come bro, back. Bro, one more. One more. We need it clear. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so we got uh, Colin Murray, the height Colin Murray, number one overall pick. He debuted against uh, the Chargers on the other side. And he only had a, a snap he, or one drive. He started in the other team's um, goal line. I think he got him to like the 40 um, before they had to, uh, you know, kick a field goal or whatever. But anyway, he looked pretty good. Uh, you do need to, I feel like you do need to see a little more before you get too hype, but I do like what I saw from him. He passed the first part of the test, and he, like I said, he lived up to it so far. It still remains to be seen if he's going to be that guy, but uh, how do you feel about it, Gabe?
2: um I don't know what part of the test he passed for you he just completed a couple passes uh, uh, you know what I mean he didn't do nothing crazy
1: um, he didn't but they were like very accurate he was decisive yeah, ball. you know there's reports saying that he's he's comfortable in that that uh scheme already but so,
2: I did what I didn't see one thing I didn't see that I would like to have seen I didn't see him under the center it was a lot of shotgun plays and eventually to got to come under the center.
1: I don't know, man. They got you the know. air raid offense, so I think he might have more plays in shotgun than. Know. He
2: can't. There's no way he's gonna stay in the shotgun the whole time.
1: Not the whole time, but he might leave. Okay.
2: Okay. I'm just saying. He might, and I don't think
1: that's good. He's gonna be running for his life.
0: What well, Gabe? He didn't do nothing special, but it looked like Arizona got what they paid for. So he definitely looked
1: better than Rosen.
0: So right, and and, and one thing that, that that's great that he did happened out there he evaded i mean he you know made a lineman miss him and, and got out the pocket and threw it downfield and that's important because yeah. dude is going to need that all year so if he i think it's time, time at the time he's gonna he's gonna be fantasy relevant for sure if he, so. I'm not. Okay.
2: daniel jones uh, drove his team down the field and scored a touchdown
1: did daniel jones start on the two-yard line I don't know. I can look it up. But he, he didn't. Spoiler alert. He didn't. <laughs> on, <man>.
0: anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, he started on the other team's end zone, bro. Like, he was way back. I and mean, he didn't go three and out. I mean, they also showed a little glimpse of that RPO off. You know, they're going to have some a lot of RPO on their offense. And I don't – I'm not a huge college fan, so I'm really not too familiar with it. But that shit looked pretty dope. Um.
0: So what you think about like like the receivers and uh, we already know David Johnson gonna get some work. So with the receivers and uh, Chase Edmonds,
1: David Johnson look good out there. I think he's gonna be used way more in the passing game than last year. Mm. It's gonna be more like that 2016 year um, so, so in terms if, of usage. Is
0: he rising for you? If he gonna get that about type
1: of- about just- the same. I didn't move him. I didn't move him anywhere. I still got him at uh, five, I believe. So maybe a spot, but I he was already there. I had already adjusted before that game. So, didn't move the needle too much, but it definitely didn't do nothing to hurt it. Um. So, next game we got Broncos and Seahawks. Another one of those backfield dilemmas. Uh, Lindsey was the first uh, running back out. He made a couple good plays. He had a nice run. He had a nice catch. Showed that explosiveness. He didn't, definitely didn't lose any of that. And uh, Royce Freeman also got some work with the starters. Uh, in case you guys missed it, he broke a nice 50-yard run.
0: Oh, but. Uh... Rolls
1: Royce, baby. But he would have took that to the house. Yeah, he yeah he would have he would have. But yeah, and like I said, it doesn't move like Kyle, like I said about Colin Murray it doesn't move the needle up for me. But it definitely doesn't do anything to hurt it. You know, what I mean, I was talking to him up all offseason. He made a good play, and you just want to see that man. You just want to see the good plays keep happening. I want to keep seeing it before I get too crazy.
0: Right, you like that he's backing up your your talk.
1: Exactly, he's backing it up so far. But like I said, we still got more games to be played and. And I don't think Lindsay's going anywhere. Lindsey's gonna have his role, especially with Theo Riddick being hurt. So Lindsey's role is defined. And I think Royce uh Freeman's role is defined. Bucks and Steelers, we got to see that new uh Bruce Arians offense. Um, like another backfield there. Got Paint Barber led. Um he came out there with the ones. Uh, Ronald Jones also got a little bit of work with the ones. Both of those guys look pretty good. Does this move the needle anymore for you guys? Or are you still taking Barber over Jones? I have
0: my running backs by
1: then. Yeah, you're gonna have exactly. They are gonna be like your fifth or sixth by that <laughs> by that point. I think I just got Roger as my fifth running back. But it might be. A, I don't think. I don't think it'll be a split. I think somebody's gonna win that job, and they both look good. So it just remains to be seen, in my yeah. opinion.
0: And, and I may be downplaying. It might be something to look at because you know how we're going off last year. It, it could be the Gurley effect when Gurley. You know, play that one horrible year. That the next year he came and showed out. So with a whole new head coaching thing, you know, a back back there could be relevant. So
1: I definitely think whoever gets the starting gig out there is going to be relevant. Mm-hmm. Bruce Arians is, you know, always near the top of the league in terms of um, passing or off scoring offense. So whoever gets that job, I think is going to be relevant. So you're going to get a value whoever wins that job. Just you
0: better pick the right one. But to answer your question, Rojo, because of the unknown, you know. Between. Hey, okay, Javar. I see you, bro. Good choice.
1: Gabe? Okay.
2: Cool. I'm cool. I'm super
1: cool. <laughs> you say you don't want neither of cool. All right, all right, all right. The
2: offense is not going to – I mean, the offense is going to be, like, I think it's going to be very pass-heavy because they're going to be down a lot.
1: Mm-hmm, uh-huh, definitely. I think so, too. Riston uh, looked pretty good. He led them to a touchdown. Godwin caught a 27 yard touchdown, so I'm pretty sure that ADP rides a little bit. Um, going at 409, yeah. So it did ride. I think he was going in the fifth before. Mm-hmm. Don't I don't know, man. I, I might, I might pay that price for him. I don't think I will, though. Would uh, you great. rather have Robert Woods,
2: Chris Godwin, or Kenny Galladay?
1: Robert. Oh yeah, give me uh, that. Oh, uh, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> you just put me on this. spitz out, bruh. I'm,
0: I'm thinking you're going to go
1: Galladay. I, I would go Kenny G right now, man. I'm, I'm sticking by my words, bro, and I think that breakout is, is going to be here. I love Robert Woods, too, but he's just that consistent wide receiver, too.
0: It, mm. Yeah, it's, again, team setup. If I got to get number one, I'm you know what I'm saying, man. I feel like I got to go to Robert Woods. You know what you're getting. But, you know what I'm saying, if you need some upside, you can go Golladay right there.
1: Okay, what you got? I got Kenny G, baby.
2: Kenny G, my guy. No, I feel like Kenny G is gonna be like Carlos loves to say, "This is gonna be the cheapest you can get him." Because next year you top
1: (laughs) two rounds. (laughs) Yep. But uh, moving on to the last one, I want to talk about is the Bingos versus the Chiefs. Um, Mahomes still looks great. He led them. No, I think they didn't kick a. uh, They didn't score, but they he drove them up the field. Still is gonna be that guy. Damian Williams didn't start. He still was nursing that hamstring injury. Carlos Hyde got to start. Did I? Right. But Darwin, he looked pretty he good, man. He
2: looked pretty really good. Um, out there. He jumped over somebody. He jumped over a whole human.
1: Yeah, that shit was wild. That shit was wild. And he uh caught a nice couple passes. Um he's if he gets, like I said, man, whoever is the starting running back for the Chiefs, I want that guy. Even though he's looking good, he looked good, man. Damian Williams is still going to be the starter, in my opinion. So until that is different, I want Damian Williams. But that's just something to keep in mind, man. This nice little uh, dynasty stash. This is another thing to know. Harmon looks very fast. That offense is going to be fucking dangerous this year, man. They got too much speed out there, man.
2: They they, uh, they all got, like, I think three wide receivers that run 4-3 uh, or under.
1: It's kind of crazy. Shit is wild, bro. That's yeah. <laughs>
2: It's going to be like the NASCAR Speedway.
1: It's going it to be a great sight this year, man. I can't wait.
2: Hey, Patrick Mahomes might be him. He yeah. might get you 40-something touchdowns.
1: Dude ain't from this planet, bro. He but,
2: ain't from this uh,
0: planet. But, uh, Carlos, uh, you want to talk about Dalton in that offense real quick?
1: Dalton looked alright, man. He looked
0: pretty good. Uh, you know you what
1: know, I-, I mean? Dalton's never been a... I never looked at him as a bum. You know what I mean? I just feel like he's gonna be that game manager. He
0: doesn't his have
2: coordinator. His coach, Marvin Jones, was a bum. So yeah, exactly. That's what it was. was.
0: So hey, you know what I'm saying? I I, I said it, you know, as like you know, he's one of the well, what this she's gonna get him. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I got him, so you might need to come get him. I spoke him up. I said, new OC. He always ranked between the 12th and 17th quarterback mark with black ass Marvin Lewis. So with a new OC, he could only yeah. up, two
2: so. offensive linemen down. No AJ Green for the first four weeks.
1: We're gonna talk about that though. We're gonna talk about that. Oh okay. All right, <laughs> so moving on to the to the topic of today's show, the main topic anyway, the rises and fallers. So I'm gonna go ahead and start you guys off. Um, my first riser or my yeah my riser is gonna be Carryon Johnson. Um, and the main reason for this is because that guy Theo Riddick is no longer there. Um, about a month ago, we had a little discussion talking about, you know, what his ceiling could be if Theo Riddick was gone. So maybe we spoke that shit into existence. I don't know. But uh, I had him at uh, the 18th ranked running back. And when I adjusted my rank is after uh, Theo Riddick left, I moved him up to 11. So I'm definitely excited, way more excited about him now. He's going in the uh, third round along with the. The um, David Montgomery. The David Montgomery's and the Josh Jacobs that we just talked about. So I think I would rather have that carry uh, on Johnson over those guys. But then, you know, that's. Yeah, i I'm definitely way more comfortable taking them now. Um, sky's the limit for him, man. Gabe, who you got as your uh, riser?
2: Um, I got coming in as my riser, uh, running back also, um, no bias or nothing, Devonta Freeman. I feel like, uh, not even I feel like, Dan Quinn has came out and said uh, this has been one of Devonta Freeman's strongest uh, training camps. That could be a little coach speak. But um, we all know Devonta Freeman's history. I feel like um, his ADP is starting to reflect that, too. People are starting to come around on him. He was once considered an elite running back. Uh, he finished. He, you can see the upside in him. He has. He finished as literally an RB one. Um, he doesn't have a, a, a replacement like a, a RB two like Tevin Coleman in the backfield no more. Edo uh, Smith is not panning out to what we thought he could be. He's actually probably going to lose his spot to uh, Brian Hill. If you want to be honest about it, um, I think he's just a sneaky RB one. He's at like I think his current ADP is three three right now. Three oh six. Uh, I got. Oh, he fell. Oh, man. So he fell from when I did my notes. So he fell three spots. So I think, like I said, he's a he's a sneaky um, pick right now. He's he's attached to a top five offense. We always say we want a running back that's attached to a top five offense. I think he's in uh, a better like he's, he's due for a comeback year this year. And I think he will finish as a
1: top 10 running back. I like it, man. It just goes to show how petty the fantasy community is. Like dude was hurt, bro. Yeah, like he got hurt on purpose, and he's going down at three oh six now, bro. Yeah, dude has showed the ceiling that he can get, and he showed the floor too when he's healthy, which is RB ten, which I believe he uh, finished the second year after that. Overall, no, he
2: finished as the RB thirteen in two thousand and seven. Okay, so that's his floor. Uh, and he finished as the RB one or two fifty seven percent of the time though during yeah. that. Year.
1: Okay, yeah. So he's still pretty consistent, man. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so Javar, who you got as a riser, man?
0: Man, it was, it was, <clears throat> I love the running back position, so I went there. It's kind of hard for me. I wanted to go with Miles Sanders, but uh, I'm going to go with Matt Berta because I feel like he he has roles more. You know, I like Matt Berta MB, so three, I'm going to call him MB. You know, MB was expected to compete for the number three job coming into this uh, preseason, but now we see um, McKinnon is out, so is back is fantasy relevant. You know, Britta Rises was dependent on McKinnon the whole time, and you have to money that through preseason. If he's out, you got to go get Britta. He's going to rise. You know, he was the best running back last year. He scored at least 12 PPR points in 7 of 14 games. He played less than 50% of the snaps in 5 of those 7 games. That goes to show you he don't need to rock every other play to be fantasy relevant, and he scored at least 12 ppr points in those five or seven games this like i said this right here displays he doesn't need volume to be relevant but again he doesn't need volume and he can exceed in the committee role meet committee role oh yeah. and he's
1: definitely he's pretty much free right now he's going at 1103 um so yeah i definitely don't mind that man so where do you have him at
0: um right now uh I have I have really updated since the news just broke a couple of days, but uh, I'm definitely taking him before like a, a a Jordan Howard, for sure. Definitely taking him for a Jordan Howard Rojo, so uh, might be like eighth round, ninth round. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: Um, I don't know. If, did I? Did you say the ranking that you had on them, Gabe? On uh, who?
2: Uh, Devonta Freeman. Yeah. I uh, actually have Devonta Freeman currently. I know he's inside my top ten right now. Devonta okay. Freeman is at number eleven right now
1: for me. Okay.
2: Okay. I think before the season, before the preseason, he was like
1: sixteen. He rose up eleven for me right now. Okay. He rose up. Okay. No pun intended. Yeah.
2: I, it's hard to keep my man down, baby. He don't have a big year. Why? Hey,
1: man, I might have to raise him up a little bit too, man. Cause like you said, he's in that top five offense. Well, hopefully top five offense. You know it's going to be a top offense, though. Yeah. And he's the guy, man. They have nobody behind him.
0: We we got to raise all these guys.
1: And I agree with Debreta, too, man. Um, Like I said earlier, he was great last year when he got his chance. And like Gabe was saying earlier, he might be on to something. So I definitely can, can see the reason why you would raise him up your rankings.
2: I'm normally on to something, man. You know,
1: see. We're going to see, man. We're going to see. So moving over to the Fallers, I got coming in for mine is Joe Mixon, man, and it kind of hurts to say this. Um, I had him at the fifth running back, but like Gabe said a little earlier, had two offensive linemen go down, and we had A.J. Green go out. So not only are they going to – he's probably going to be facing more stacked boxes now. He don't have the offensive line to hold up against that. So he's gonna take a hit. I definitely think his floor is still high though because he's gonna be used a lot in the passing game. So he's, you know, I think just just puts a hit on his ceiling. Like I had him as a top five running back, and now just not as comfortable taking him. Um, he's going at two hundred four right now, right around Tyreek Hill, Juju Smith uh, Schuster, and um, Dalvin Cook. So I mean, I probably would take all three of those guys over him. Um, how you guys feel about that one, man?
2: I. I uh, I feel like, uh, yeah, I feel like, you know, I feel like he has lost that top five upside, like you said. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he'll finish as a top ten running back because last year his offensive line sucked. AJ Green was gone most of the year, and he still led AFC in rushing. So I don't feel like he, he's he's lost top ten value. I just think, like you said, he lost that top five Sean.
0: Uh,
1: Definitely, man. Definitely. Man. <laughs> the
0: question: uh, I would, you know, I'm always looking at the way your team is is being built beforehand, so. It depends on if I had took a wide receiver first round or a running back second round. If I took a wide receiver, I wouldn't be mad if you took Cook before mixing, but I go mixing. And if I already got a running back, and of course I'm going wide receiver or something.
1: Gotcha. Would you feel comfortable having mixing as your running back one right now, Javar?
0: Yeah, if I got a, yeah, yeah. If I got a, you know, who yells my wide receiver one? Mm. my And and if I took mix, mixing in the back of the turn, like 11 you know pick or something i wouldn't be mad
1: yeah so you'll be taking them over ty Gurley, nick chubb nope. joe mixon or not we talking about joe mixon Dalvin cook i'm mean going to say
0: uh i uh, i'm kind of you know <laughs> yeah, there you go see, see? That's how I feel on them injuries. When you have having injuries back to back, I'm like,
2: uh, 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 man, uh. He ain't gonna have no injuries. It's not the injuries. It's that. It's that line, man. I just,
0: I, I just, I don't think I that Cook. that
2: upside is there no more.
0: I was talking
2: about Davin Cook. That's why I got. Oh, okay. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about Nick Chubb, really, and Todd Gurley. That's I, I would, I think Davin Cook is more of a toss up, but Todd Gurley and Nick Chubb should definitely be
1: going ahead of. Um, yeah, we didn't talk about the effect of Duke Johnson leaving had on Nick Chubb too, man. This definitely boosts his stock, man. So yeah. could he ever, could he get a boost in receiving? Yes. He, I think he'll get a little tick, but Dontre Hillier is showing the part, so might not be too much now. Okay, but yeah. So moving on to Gabe's faller. Who you got coming in as a faller, oh, man? We got Fallen right now <clears throat> with the up with
2: the uh, with the hype train going. I'm on board the hype train of Curtis Samuel right now. Uh, DJ Moore is my follower. Last year, he had 76 targets in 16 games, and Curtis Samuel had 62 targets in only 12 games. Um, DJ's current ADP, when I was um, on my notes, he was at 509. Did it change, fellas?
1: Let's check it out real quick. Uh, 510. And did Curtis Samuel change? Yeah, his already started rising, man. He's already started rising? Where did it rise to you? 804.
2: Wow, yeah, he's still going a full two rounds behind. Um, I mean, he's still going a full two rounds in front of Curtis Samuel, yeah. and I just feel like I don't think the 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 value is what has um, what has fallen for me. Does that make sense to you? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like, he look like as,
1: valuable right there no more. Yeah,
2: yeah, he's not that value at five eleven. I think I don't. You can get. Let's see who you can get around him. Let's play a, a toss up game. At 5'11, you can get James White, Calvin Ridley, or would you rather have Mike Williams?
1: I think I think I'd rather have Mike. I'll I, take think Mike have Calvin, I think I'll
2: take Calvin Ridley over DJ Moore. If, especially if I, if I can if I have Curtis Samuel in the, the eighth round. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, and right. and, that, and that's what that's when, when I was looking at my rankings. That's what really just made me drop him in my rankings. Um, I really think you're looking at more of a one A one B type of wide receiver core there. Like alone, your know, uh, I guess a a lower tier scale to a Stephon Diggs and a Adam Thielen. How they're both pretty much ranked around each other. You can't really like separate them too much. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, week seven, just another stat I had. Week seven through seventeen, Curtis Samuel had 55 targets, 457 yards with four touchdowns, eight rushing. Uh, attempts with 64 yards and two touchdowns and 127 fantasy point. While DJ Moore had 63 t- uh, uh, receptions, 609, 619 reception yards and one touchdown, and he also had nine recep nine uh, rushing yards of 126, but no touchdowns. So we can see that Curtis Samuel right now is like the the big boom guy. He's gonna get the touchdowns. That's what it's looking like. Uh, those. Continue to trend up. If they both play a healthy sixteen games, I, like I said before, they're gonna be more of a one A one B type situation. And if you can get a, a fifth round like player, a, aka Curtis Samuel, in the eighth round, that's that's the value I'm looking for on my team.
1: I could definitely dig it, man. And that's crazy, man, because when we did that breakout episode, Curtis Samuel was going at like the nine oh four mark. I want to say mm-hmm. this dude done jumped up a whole round already since that time. And I, mean, I said that you might to take him two rounds earlier. And that was proven uh, to be true by Javar, man. Because Javar Jabbar took the seventh round. And that just I mean, that just goes to show everybody's catching up to that now. They they realize that Curtis Samuel is just as good as uh DJ Moore. He was just hurt all last year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's no point in taking DJ Moore that early, man. So I could definitely get down with that. I wasn't he was never on my radar, but yeah, he, I could definitely see why you dropped him down even more, man. Yeah. All right, man. That wraps up the show. Um, We have got through it. Um, Thanks, guys, for all the support. Um, We really appreciate it, man. And like we always say, this is just the beginning. We're going to keep grinding. We're going to keep getting better. Um, Next episode, we're going to be talking about, we're finally going to introduce our Dynasty League teams. So we're going to give you all some feedback on that. Let you guys, uh, bring you guys inside of our league and let you know how it's going. Um, Make sure you guys follow our Twitter page fantasy in session the letter in session um and we'll catch you guys next time Peace.